Good morning, everyone. This is Dr. Van Merkel with Take-Two Healthcare. It's great to be with you this Saturday morning. Now, this is a recorded show, so don't call in, but we got a lot of great information here for you today, so just sit back, relax, and uh, learn something today. Our goal, our purpose, our mission of this radio show at this marvelous radio station, WHIO, our goal, our mission is to help you be healthier, to make better decisions. Poor health doesn't just happen, and disease just doesn't happen. It usually takes time to develop. Most of us have earned the health problems that we have. And uh, I am Dr. Marco, doctor of chiropractic. I'm board certified in clinical nutrition, a couple other advanced degrees. And I work at Take-Two Healthcare. We've got a couple other great doctors that work there. Dr. Andrew Dyer, who's board certified in acupuncture, as well as board certified in uh, nutrition. And we also have Dr. Natalie Yaley, who's certified in thermography. Now, thermography is a wonderful tool. It helps to, um, it's a safe, painless breast uh, scan technique uh, that's used in many other countries, many other countries. It's thermography. In fact, studies, it's been used for many years, 20, 30 or more years. And studies show it's able to predict the risk of cancer by 10 to 15 years. Predict. You don't just get breast cancer. You just don't get cancer, period. It takes time to develop. And there are, sh- there are signs that show up that indicate you're headed toward cancer. It doesn't just happen. There's got to be a certain environment, a certain inflammatory processes and other things going on which will contribute or lead toward breast cancer and other health problems too, which is why Take-Two Healthcare, our goal, our purpose is to, uh, the way we take care of patients is we test them. We test them to see exactly where you are because virtually any health problem that you have, there is, there are things you can do to improve your health. And improving your health is going to help everything, whether it's psoriasis, Crohn's disease, diabetes, cancer, lupus, or even the, the uh, dreaded COVID. Being healthy is never wrong. In fact, one of, my, one of my little sayings is, if you get healthy enough, does it really matter the name of the disease? If you get healthy enough, will you still have your problem? There was a time you didn't have your health problem, whether it's cancer, lupus, MS, high blood pressure, high cholesterol. So if you get your body as healthy as it was, before you had the problem, do you think your symptoms would improve? Well, more than likely, very much more than likely. And that's what we do. We do testing. Because you see, rarely do people have conditions due to a single problem. Most of us have multifactorial issues. We may have some nutritional deficiencies. We may be lacking calcium or magnesium or vitamin D, maybe vitamin K. You might be, uh, you might have some, because of long-standing health problems, you may have some organ dysfunction, maybe a little sluggish liver, your kidneys aren't working as good as they should, your thyroid may not be optimal. And so this can contribute toward poor health. Now we also have toxicities in our environment. We, we live in the most toxic environment the world has ever seen. And so what we do, we test you for toxicities. And if we can restore your nutritional integrity, restore nutritional deficiencies or imbalances, and we get your body working at optimal levels, 
organ systems function optimal levels, your digestion working properly, your elimination working properly, and remove your toxicities, and you get healthier, you might just be surprised what can happen. And that's what we've talked about these last 30 years that I've been on this radio program. We've had this radio show. I've talked about cases. Many We've had people on with very serious life-threatening problems like in-stage cancers, lupus, MS, uh, Parkinson's even, uh, that have gone into remission. Their own words. They've actually done, uh, actually been on the radio. Oh, many of these people have actually done case studies that, that have been printed in journals. And so th- these are documented. And that's what we do. We just don't say, here, try these vitamins, hope it works. We test you to see what you need. Con- we test the condition of your body. Then we provide a solution. And then, then, if what we're doing is working, we should see not only your symptoms improve, but we should see, actually see objective test findings. Maybe inflammatory factors are improved. Your cancer markers, yes, your cancer markers improve, go down. We'll see maybe organ functions improve too. You see, this is science. This is science to objectively identify where your body is and provide what your body needs. It's amazing what the body can do. Now, I know we're in the midst of a pandemic, and, everybody's, and everybody is polarized. Oh, they're either going to where everybody needs vaxxed, to people who are saying, no way am I getting vaxxed. And so we're polarized, and people are so, so uh, strident about, about what they believe, and that if you're evil if you don't believe like they do, and you're, you're hurting people if you don't believe like they do. Well... We are in the midst of a giant experiment, the largest experiment the world has ever seen. The largest experiment the world has ever seen. These vaccines are EUA, Emergency Use use Authorization. Emergency Use Authorization, which means what? It means they haven't been tested. It generally takes anywhere from a year to five years to test a vaccine thoroughly for effectiveness and side effects. These were never tested. This vaccine was never tested. These coronavirus vaccines have been out since 2004. There have been various vaccines that that have gone through the pipeline. They've been tested. But none of them made it to market. Not a single one. Not a single one. Why? Because there are too many lab pathologies, lab animals, deaths, lab animals died, or they got sick. There were too many. They've never been tested. In fact, there was one in 2014, and you've heard me tell this one on the radio. You've heard me tell you this many times. This is one of my favorites. This research, and this is on MedPage. This isn't something I made up or found. This is on MedPage, a medical blog. And this researcher wrote that um, the 2014 COVID vaccine cause, and I like this word, profound infertility. Profound infertility. And that's why it never made it to market. It caused profound infertility because of the spike proteins. We've all heard about the spike proteins. And these spike proteins, this researcher said, have a special affinity for the ovaries, testes, and uterus. And so the, the vaccine back in 2014 caused damage to those structures, to those organs, and caused a profound infertility. 
And he goes on to say the 2019 vaccine is going to cause profound infertility too. Profound infertility. Let me ask you this. If you vaccinate a 5 or 6 or 7 year old, 10 year old, shoot even 15 year old, how soon are you going to know if that boy or girl is infertile? How soon are you going to know? You're not going to know for 5, 10, 15, 20 years. You're not going to know for 20 years. And is, is anybody ever going to look back and say, you know, we got major infertility in this age group because we vaccinated them. Is anybody going to admit to that? Probably not. But you know something? Other countries are not vaccinating young children like we are here in this country. Because they know that the chance of a child dying, of anybody uh, under the age of 30 dying from, from COVID, is practically, basically zero. It is zero risk of death from dying. In fact, everybody, let's, let's, let's go back a little bit before the vaccines were ever around, before the vaccines were ever around, 99 point something percent of people exposed to COVID recovered. Before vaccines, before drugs, before ivermectin, before anything else happened, 99.9% of people recovered with no problem. Who, who died? Only the people who were really sick. Only the people who were really sick had anything to worry about from COVID vaccine. Now, what's the primary comorbidity? Obesity, being overweight. Next one is being old, but basically comorbidities. Think, what drugs are you taking? Any drug you're taking is a comorbidity, period. So if you're on blood pressure drugs, if you're on statin drugs, uh, diabetic medication, you're on blood thinners, you're on autoimmune uh, drugs, because you got, who knows, lupus, MS, whatever, all of those are comorbidities. And those drugs suppress your own immune system, which makes you more susceptible to a very bad outcome with COVID. Do you know that the average age of death from COVID is older than the average age of death? The av- this is reported in MedPage 2. The average age of death from COVID is older than the average age of death. So what does it tell you? Only the very old and very sick are dying. I'm 65. Am I worried about COVID? Pfft, no. Because I have zero comorbidities. I'm not overweight. Okay. I think this, this some something said I'm, I'm like five pounds overweight. All right. Um, I'm on no drugs. Haven't been on any drugs ever. I don't take drugs. And so my risk of dying from COVID is zip. It's basically zero. My mom's had COVID. I told you, I, I told you that before. My mom got COVID in late December. And uh, 90 years old. 90 years old. Sure, she went into the hospital, good place for her to be, but I said no intubation, no ivermectin, no remdesivir, no drugs. I recommended the only thing she take, and I was pretty adamant about it, was oxygen. Her oxygen saturation was too low. It was down in the low 80s. I said, give her oxygen. Give her straight oxygen. And when she took the oxygen, she started perking up. And so now here we are, uh, five to six weeks since she's had COVID and she's responding well. She's in a nursing home 
and uh, nursing homes are good for recovery, and that's what my mom is doing. She's recovering right now, and uh, she is doing very well. Oh, my gosh. She is uh, visiting my, sis my sister on the weekends, and she's, getting, uh, she's wanting to go home, but she is responding very well. Now, you know, I also got to give credit where credit is due. The uh, people in the nursing home, the physical therapists there and the nurses and things and people take care are great. They get my mom up to do therapy every day. Uh, they take care of her. They check in on her. And so the therapy is crucial to helping my mom improve. And she is doing very well. And so uh, do you need ivermectin and remdesivir and all these? Other? No, you don't need it. If my mom, 90 years of age, all right, quite honestly, my mom is overweight. My mom is five foot nothing, and uh, she's a fat little grandma, but she's on no drugs. 90 years old on no drugs. I think that is a key factor on why my mom did so well, recovered so nicely at 90 years of age. It's not that she's a picture of health. She's not. Or that she's trim, fit, trim, thin, and fit, because she's not. But she takes no drugs. She's taken vitamins, like her son, me, have uh, recommended for 30 years, 30, almost 40 years, does take vitamins. But she is healthy because, I believe she's recovered from COVID because she is on no drugs. And if you'd like to know what we do, we have a protocol online at our website, take Two healthcare and you'll see and learn what we recommend. The, the nutritional protocols for people if you want to avoid COVID or if you get it, we give you protocols to follow. And it's time for a break. You're listening to Dr. Merkel at Take-Two Healthcare. We'll be right back after these messages. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather, and traffic. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. It's an Ask the Expert weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Good morning, everyone. This is Dr. Van Merkel. Uh, we're back and. This is a recorded show, so sit back and relax. We got some great information to share with you. And I know everybody is still polarized, vaccine versus unvaccinated, vaccine versus unvaccinated. You know, I'm saying me seeing another thousand commercials to get vaccinated isn't going to change my mind. It's not. Okay? So just relax. And if you are vaccinated, relax. If it's working, why do you have to worry about me and those of us that are not vaccinated? You know, and if you're unvaccinated, well, we believe our body has the ability to naturally fight this uh, COVID in any variation there is, whether it's Omicron, Delta, or some new. And trust me, there's going to be a new one. There's going to be a new one about every uh, two months or so coming out. And maybe, in fact, I think this new Omicron has 50 variations of it. So th there's going to be a lot to be coming out. And uh, Pfizer is saying that they, that they look to have a new Omicron vaccine ready in March. Ooh, another vaccine. So if you've already been, been uh, boosted, well, now you're going to need a fourth one in less than a year to be, quote, fully vaccinated. To be fully vaccinated, you have to have both shots and a booster. And now when they do the Omicron, Vaccine, you're going to need four or your va vaccine passport is gone. 
Now, we like numbers. And here we have um, a, uh, the information from uh, New South Wales, Australia. And uh, they're, they're pretty rabid about getting vaccinated. And so here are the new statistics from the government website. The New South Wales government website released daily about the COVID update. Okay. Now, based on this study, on the report, you know something? I think other countries are a little bit more honest in their reporting of COVID and things like that. Maybe just me, but I'm not really sure how honest our government is on reporting these things. But here's what uh, New South Wales, Australia, has reported in uh, uh, January 19th. Of the people that died, 24 vaccinated people died, but only 8 unvaccinated. January 18th, 33 vaccinated, but only 3 unvaccinated died. January 17th, 15 vaccinated, only 2 unvaccinated. January, let's say, 13th, 14 vaccinated versus 8 unvaccinated. It is uh, a, a multiple. Three times more people uh, I'm looking at from 8 to 24 vaccinated, 8 unvaccinated, 24 vaccinated died, 10 unvaccinated to nine vac- 19 vaccinated died. In every day, every day it's reported there are far more vaccinated people dying than unvaccinated. And the concern is, I think this is warrants it, that when you take a vaccine, it dedicates your immune system to a specific a very specific bug, COVID Omicron, COVID Delta, and COVID-19, all these different ones. And so each vaccine takes, let's say that you've got 100 units of immune system. And the COVID vaccine, the COVID-19 vaccine, dedicates 30% of your immune system to only fighting that one variant, that one So 30% is now unavailable for anything else. Well, then you get another shot for Delta. Okay? And suppose that takes up another 30% of your immune system. Well, guess what? You need an immune system to fight everyday stuff. There are thousands of viruses out there every day. Tons of bacteria and, and, and other bad stuff out there that you need 100%. Now, my body, it's unvaccinated. It can deal with all these things naturally. That's what it's designed to do. My body, now I got, I got sick a couple weeks ago. I don't know if I got COVID or not because I didn't test for it because it doesn't matter whether I got COVID or not. I was sick, felt bad for a few days, took some vitamins, stayed home, took care of myself, and I'm fine now. I'm fine now. And so my body properly developed the immune response to whatever it was. Maybe it was Omicron, maybe it was Delta, who knows, who cares. But my body is healthy, and my body, even if I didn't, even if I was big and old and much older, my body still has a 99% chance of surviving COVID, vaccinated or not. So anyway, it's time for a break. You're listening to Dr. Morgan, Take Two Healthcare. We'll be right, right back after these messages. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather, and traffic. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. 
It's an Ask the Expert weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Van Merkel on Take-Two Healthcare, and we would love to have the honor of helping you with your health issue, your health challenge, your problems, whatever they are. We've helped people with many, many problems over the years. Go to our website at Take-Two Healthcare, and you can see many case studies, videos, testimonies of patients. Uh, we've had very serious health problems, and maybe we could help you. Now, our clinic is called Take-Two Healthcare. Our motto is take two weeks or two months to try a safe, natural option. Because the way we do things, you should see improvement within just a couple weeks. Sometimes it takes a couple months for some more serious problems, but this doesn't take forever. It's not like we put you on stuff and say, hey, I hope it works. We're going to test you to make sure that... First of all, we test you so we got a baseline, so we know what problems you have, and then we can provide a program and, and uh, show uh, find how we're doing when we retest in a few weeks or a few months. Okay, now, a couple things. Many conditions, many conditions will show in the blood long before you have symptoms. Your immune system, how strong your immune system is, can be determined a large part by, by different tests that we do in your blood, from your blood. We can check for toxicities in the hair, urine, or even blood. Uh, and then system dysfunction is dis, uh, those kind of things. Um, and so what we always want to do is get a baseline and see where you are to begin with. Because, as I've said many times before over the years, conditions will show in the blood long before you have symptoms. And as I've, let me repeat it again, all you need is 20% liver function, 20% kidney function, and only 10% pancreatic function and have no sign of disease. That is true. You can have 20% kidney function and have no sign of kidney disease. 20% of liver function have no sign of disease. 10% of pancreatic function have no sign of diabetes, which is why all at once somebody's on dialysis. Overnight, you need dialysis. And boom, all at once, they're type 1 diabetic. All at once, that little kid. That 10-year-old kid is full-blown diabetic. No, it took a long time for the body to get to that poor state of health where it developed. And you know something? Virtually 99% of these conditions and disease would have shown up in the blood or urine. A simple urine dipstick test can show early signs of kidney disease, liver disease, diabetes. Yeah, it can show those, but you got to do them. And that's why, you know... Come to our office. They're only a few bucks. It doesn't cost much at all to get a dipstick UA. Even children need to get this done. The fast-growing disease in every age group is diabetes. Every age group is diabetes. And diabetic people have worse outcomes with COVID. They have worse outcomes with COVID. So you should get tested. Now, I know that we're, we're being blasted with uh, the hospitals are, are flooded with COVID and all this stuff. And, um, but the problem is, the reason why we're having the, the, the hospitals are overloaded isn't because hospitals are overloaded. It's because they have staffing shortages. Staffing shortages uh, caused by the requirement to get people vaccinated. You know, one of my sister-in-laws works at a hospital and she said 30% of the people are going to quit because they don't want to get vaccinated. And that includes medical doctors and nurses. They, 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 they see what's happening maybe more than the rest of us. They see people having severe reactions. 
And I've talked to nurses where they've had, where, where they've seen people get vaccinated, they have extreme reactions, extreme reactions to it. And so I, I recommend right now that if you haven't gotten vaccinated, hold on a little bit longer. And you're probably already in that same mode anyway. And if you are vaccinated, hold off a little bit. Don't be out to jump to get everything you want. Because there are some things that should cause you pause to think, hmm, if our Congress, if our uh, federal Congress, representatives and senators, and even White House staff have exempted themselves from the vaccine, shouldn't that make you think, what? And, and as uh, late as, uh, uh, I think, November, December of last year, over half the FDA and NIH employees had not been vaccinated. And they're seeing what's going on more than we do. Huh. So if our, uh, if our elected officials have exempted themselves from the vaccine, okay, that's not, that's not it. That's even, that's even part of it. How about this? Pfizer has studied uh, the vaccines for at least a few months, you know, at least a few months, right? maybe a year or so, a year and a half now or so. And uh, there have been groups have been trying to get the raw data from Pfizer about their vaccine trials. Yeah, they, you know, Pfizer has been collecting data now for several months, maybe a year, a little year, year and a half. And so they've got data on the vaccine trials they've done and even post-marketing surveillance. So why, why are they working with the FDA? The FDA, meant to serve and protect public health, hired Justice Department lawyers and went to court to shield the pharmaceutical giant Pfizer from having to reveal its data, its vaccine trial data, for... 55 years. That's right. That's actually true. The FDA and Pfizer does not want anyone to see the numbers behind their COVID vaccine for 55 years. Now, wait a minute. If it is so good, why wouldn't you want everybody to see it? Huh? If the numbers are so great, so good, why would you look to hide it? Didn't that make you pause like, huh, something's weird going on is going on here. But fortunately, there has been a judge that ruled the FDA and Pfizer would have to answer their these FOIA requests and get this stuff turned over within eight months. Now, I don't know if Pfizer and he, and how can you fight the FDA? The FDA has already petitioned that they want to wait 55 years before this information is made public. Boy, I tell you, if that doesn't cause pause in anybody, whether you're pro-vaccine or not, to say what is going on here, I, 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 th- I, think, you're, I, I think you're crazy. Not only that, uh, Pfizer shots, and, and, and what, what it says, Pfizer shots kill babies, and uh, there is a lot of stuff showing um, uh, that, uh, that these vaccines could very well cause um, infertility. In fact, there, there, let's see if I can find it here. If women get vaccinated at a certain period while they're pregnant, within the first few weeks of being pregnant, that the um, that there's a miscarriage rate of around 80 to 90 percent. And I've got this here and all this information I've got. I've got so much information here. 
And um, uh, it, it is causing an incredible amount of miscarriages. Now, should those be classified as vaccine deaths? I don't think they are. Um, but would the mothers consider that or parents consider them vaccine deaths? But there's tremendous amounts of miscarriages occurring with women who are pregnant being vaccinated while pregnant within the first few weeks. So I, t- I tell you, I know, I know they're saying it. Other countries are saying don't vaccinate pregnant women. The United States is not saying that. And that's why I say I think these other countries are a little bit more honest about what's happening with things. Um, and uh, uh, the vaccine adverse events reporting system is, is uh, what's out there. Um, so anyway, I know that you people are already on one side or the other. And if you're vaccinated and you believe your vaccines work, what do you have to worry about from those of us that are unvaccinated? But think about for a minute, the vaccine, when you're vaccinated, does not keep you from getting the disease. It just supposed to reduce your symptoms. Now, when I was sick, I felt bad. I stayed home. Okay. I stayed home and uh, took care of myself. But if you got the vaccine, you're going to get it too. But guess what? You may not feel as bad. And so you're going to spread it to everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to feel as bad, but you can get it and you can spread it just as well as the unvaccinated. But the difference is the, un- the va- unvaccinated are going to have symptoms and they're going to stay home. So where do you think you should be around? The unvaccinated or the vaccinated? Like I said, I haven't had a single patient who had COVID, who got COVID, any of the variants that have died when they followed my protocol. Not one. And even my 90-year-old mother. Am I pretty confident about what I'd do if I had my 90-year-old mother do this? Yep, pretty much. And I got to say another thing about the nurses and all the medical people, you know, before the vaccine was out, all these medical personnel, the nurses, the doctors, the sports staff, everybody working in hospitals, they were able to do their work just fine in the hospital taking care of very sick people, even though they weren't vaccinated. So why is it all of a sudden did all these nurses and all these, these uh, hospital medical personnel become stupid and they don't know how to, to do basic um, uh procedures to protect themselves and the people they work with. This doesn't make sense. If they could work and do their job before the vaccine and do it well, why now can't they do it, do their job without being vaccinated? I don't know. Just so many things don't make sense with this. Um, I'm going to take my vitamin D. And when I was sick, I doubled up my vitamin D to 10,000 units a day. I took vitamin C. I took uh, some mushrooms to boost my immune system. I took some lorisidin. I got a protocol on our website at Take Two Healthcare. Follow that protocol. You can get the vitamins from us. You can get them. uh, If you want to order them, you can order them and drive up. We'll drop them in your car. Or you can stop in. We're not too worried about about, uh, catching COVID uh, because healthy people have nothing to worry about. Truly, they have nothing to worry about. And so I encourage you um, to get healthy. To get healthy is the most important thing you can do because there's going to be, we know there's 50 variants of Omicron and there's probably going to be 50 in the next few years of different variations of COVID and they're going to try and get a vaccine uh, for you and I to take. But if our bodies are healthy, we don't have to worry about it. Say you're listening to Dr. Merkel at Take-Two Healthcare. 
It is great to be here in Dayton. This is a recorded show, so sit back, relax. We we got more great information. We come back. You're listening to Dr. Merkel at Take Two Healthcare, and uh, we'll be right back. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley Radio Station with breaking news, weather, and traffic. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. It's an Ask the Expert weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. We're back. I'm Dr. Merkel at Take-Two Healthcare every Saturday, 11 to noon, the healthiest talk show host in the country. Uh, right here, right now, talking to you. And we'd love to help you. Our, our office number is 937-433-3241. Our website is take2healthcare.com. Take2healthcare.com. Yeah, let me give you a little, a little to-do thing. First of all, go online and look at our website and see what vitamins you could be taking now to boost your immune system so that whatever comes around, whether you have COVID, Omicron, or Delta, or Sigma, or whatever it is, you're going to be ready for it. Healthy body can deal with virtually anything, and uh, especially virus and things like that. A healthy immune system. So some simple things you can do today, right now, to boost your immune system. Some very simple things. Number one, if you smoke, cut your smoking in half or just quit altogether. Number two, avoid all pop. Too much sugar is bad for your immune system, so avoid all pop. For at least today, can you do it for one day? And I want you to avoid all fried foods for just one day. Just start with that. I know you look, it's so overwhelming, you know, to, to, uh, to do everything at once. I know. I know. So start simple. No pop, no fried foods for one day. And then next week, pick one day, no pop, no fried foods. And then pick two days where you're not doing any pop. No soda. Now let me also put in there coffee. If you're doing caffeinated coffee, that is not good for the body either. Caffeine is not good for the body. So do some things to be, to be healthier. Take some vitamins, eat better, and exercise. Doesn't take it little by little, step by step. You can get your body strong enough to deal with virtually anything. And I'd recommend everybody get tested. I get myself tested twice a year. Get a baseline so I know how my immune system is. I know how my liver, my kidney function is. I know my di- diabetic, my heart numbers, all those things. I know them, and you should know yours too. And nobody tests like we do. We test based on what you need, not what, in- not what insurance will pay. So check with us, and uh, I'm sure that we can do some things to help you make significant improvements in your life to be healthier, not just now, but years down the road. See, I'm Dr. Merkel. It's an honor to be with you every Saturday, 11 to noon. Take two healthcare. Do, like I say every Saturday, do something to be healthier than you were yesterday. Take a walk, call a friend, uh, eat an apple, get out next size. And by the way, go to church tomorrow. I'm Dr. Merkel. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley Radio Station with breaking news, weather, and traffic. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk.